Broadcasting live from State Street and the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. You're listening to Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. A good karma brand's radio station. Bears Monday. Bears fall to three and seven after blowing a two touchdown lead to the Detroit Lions. That's tough to do when you're playing at home against hmm. Detroit. First of all, the Lions have just two right. road wins in their last 17 tries. York, that's the first road win in the Dan Campbell era. There was a tie last year in Pittsburgh. That's why he was all fired up. Detroit is two fourteen and one on the road since the start of 2020. And guess what? Both those wins are at Soldier Field. That doesn't feel all that great, even though most of us are accepting the fact that the Bears are rebuilding and losses might not be the worst thing right now. When you have a two-touchdown lead at home against the Lions, you probably should win. In fact, no team at home has blown a two-touchdown fourth-quarter lead to the Lions in 30 years. So... You probably should win that. Congratulations. Game. <laughs> We're setting all types of records. The Bears really are. One like, week, it's Justin Fields uh, setting the rushing record. Yes. For uh, quarterbacks with 168 yards. And the next week, they're blowing uh, monumental leads in the fourth quarter. Do you know he set another rushing record yesterday? Are you aware of that? Um, I am not. Justin which, Fields which now Which record has, was now set? Justin Fields now has 555. There's, there's a lot of... Uh, this, uh, a lot of symmetry there. Symmetry. Thank you, Yurko. Yeah, a lot of fives. Uh, he has, in his last five games. Think yes. about all the symmetry, my friend. He has 555 rushing yards in his last five games. That is the most by a quarterback in, in a five any game five-game span in Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era. In the era, beginning with Super Bowls. Correct. Circa 1966. Correct. That is uh, pretty impressive. The Bears are one in four of those games. Now, this is like causation and correlation, right? I don't mean to suggest that because... He's running that much, you're losing football games. They're losing games. football games. No, they lost the football games because of the way they lost it yesterday. It was unique to itself. Yeah. Okay? It was unique to that su- itself. The defense gives up a touchdown to make it 24-17. The offense gets back on the field. And an ill-advised throw. To say the least. Ill-advised, just to describe it in its most positive manner. An ill-advised throw. You float one up on a tight end screen. You float it up. And the only person that was going to catch that ball was somebody on the other team, unfortunately. He took it all the way back. Even if the if, even if they tackled him and the You're defense goes the on five. there, <laughs> you know they're going to punch it in against yeah. that listless defense. Yeah. They at least tried to... Blitzed the quarterback yesterday uh, a, a little yeah, bit. A little bit. So now you go, you're 24-24. You come back on the next series, you get the big 67-yard run. Yeah. Peggy's jumping all over the place because it was an exciting football <laughs> of play. course. And then they get the ball back. And what's going to happen against this defense with the quality of people they've got on it right 91 now? 91 yards. They're going to fight. They're going to scratch. They're Nate. They're going to give it up. Well, ultimately, that's what ends up happening. They score a touchdown. Now what time is it? Now what's the time? Not cutting time. Now it's not cutting time. You got the ball in the fourth quarter. You've got to take it down, put it in the field goal position, and win the football game with the field goal because Cairo Santos decided he needed to miss an extra point earlier, too. Yeah, I know. Thanks a lot, Cairo. We appreciate it. He's been really all good. Your wonderful but efforts. Ouch. Yeah, he's, he was, he's been good. He until, kicked one out of bounds, too. Until he's not good. Yeah, and he can't. I mean, what's going just, on? You, the way you could. How do you blow a football game? Miss an extra point, kick the ball out of bounds. Throw a ball up in the air to get intercepted, return for a touchdown. How do you lose games in the fourth quarter? I'm telling you, the Bears 
The one thing this team is learning is learning how to lose late in games. That's what this team's learning right now. They've scored at least yeah. 29 in four straight. Yeah. It's so how, unlike how the lose? Bears, and now they how can't win. Lose? I know. They're figuring out ways to lose, and everybody tells me, well, it's a good thing, John. John, you're cold. John. It's so good that the Bears are losing. Oh, the Bears are losing. It's so good because in April it's going to be fantastic. The problem is, did your quarterback develop yesterday? Um, did your listen, quarterback he, yesterday's no. game? No. Was it positive? Did he go backwards or did he stay the uh, same? He stayed about the same. When you stay the same, you ain't going. You ain't going forward. It's weird. There's a weird dichotomy happening right now, folks. He is in a month's time become one of the most exciting, watchable players in the league. And I don't think it's a stretch to say that. And I think that's the most positive spin you could put on it. He is one of the most exciting players in the game today. Yes. As a quarterback, there's still such a long way to go. And that's where... Such a long way to go. I hope we start to continue. There were some good things yesterday. Like, there was the touchdown to Komet. Like, good design, breakdown, he recognized Which it. Which touchdown? The one on the goal line the, or the 50-yarder? The 50-yarder, yes. The one on the goal line I thought was so good when, again. When great. people want to attack Lou Getze, there's a play oh. designed perfectly, running wide open, quarterback gets the tight end, the ball, it's a touchdown, I, right? Everything worked perfectly on that play for the Chicago Bears. All right. I thought the design on the touchdown down near the goal line was great because you totally faked them out yes. into thinking you were going to run, and Justin made and the proper decision to throw the That's the threat ball. of the quarterback. Yeah. That's the threat of the quarterback yeah. being able to run yeah. that allows you. So that, that's him bringing something to the table that not a lot of quarterbacks could bring that allows a wide receiver to get open. We acknowledge that. Yeah. There was yeah. this play. Listen to this. I, and Sanchez, even Mark Sanchez yeah. even talked third about option. it. Third option. In the third quarter. Fields. Oh, data throw. Directing traffic. And he finds Mooney again. He slips a tackle and is inside the Lions 35. It took a while for him to get there. But he ends up finding the third guy in his read. But you're going to get crossing routes. You're going to get Cole Komet over the ball. Just the old flanker cross, and that's your number three in your progression. Here comes one on the shallow. There goes two over the ball, and he has to get all the way to number three in Mooney. Well done. I'd like him to speed it up just a tiny bit there, Kev, and get to the end of that play faster, give him a chance to catch and run. That was good. Going through your progressions in the pocket with a clean pocket, one, two, and three. So there are, like, positives. Um... There still needs to be a lot more, though. So on one side, you've got this incredibly dynamic, exciting player. Um, we're starting to see him make some more plays as a quarterback, as a passer in the pocket. There's still a long way to go, and the INT yesterday was a terrible one. And he got baited into that throw by a heads-up play by Aiden Hutchinson. And that ball's got to be thrown out of bounds, plain and simple. That's it. You throw it at the feet of your receiver, you throw the ball in well, the 15th the throw. One of the two. 15th throw or the feet of the receiver, that's it. It's real simple. Then are your only two options. That's it. The minute Hutchinson realizes what's going on, it didn't beat it you. It doesn't rush. Yeah, you got to know. It, it didn't beat you, but it didn't help you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, of course not. It's a pick it, six. That's that, the game. That the play didn't beat you. That one. They just made tied the game up. Yeah, and then you scored a touchdown. But invariably, you know, Michael Jordan. How many final shots did Michael Jordan win? I don't know. I mean, mess game a winning lot, shots a lot. But he's always willing to take them. Yes, I'm getting the ball. I'm willing to do it. Michael Jordan's final shot in games, game-winning shots that he didn't make, are like these drives at the end of the games that aren't completed, that end up falling short. The Mooney reception where he's short. 
the, you're down by two touchdowns against the Packers and you're on the goal line, you think mm-hmm. you're in, but you're not in, it doesn't make a difference. It gives you a chance to compete a little bit later on uh, if you get that touchdown. The last two weeks, got a chance to make drives at the end of games, you know, chance to get down the field. If you kick a field goal in either game, one you win, one you tie, right, against yeah. the Miami Dolphins. It's, it's these kinds, kinds of chances and these kinds of opportunities that when you fail, you go back and you look at it and say, well, how do we get better? Mm. How do I get better as a quarterback in these situations? And I swear to you, I'm, I'm more positive than most are. I, I don't like losing. So it seems to me that a lot of people like losing. I don't like losing. It doesn't matter. You like it if you smile. If you smile, you like it. That's okay? Whether you, you, you want to admit it or not, that's it. The play where he knocks knees... Uh, Cole Komet? Yeah, Cole Komet, where they knock knees. That's another wonderfully designed play. That's gonna He's going to be wide open. And he's going to be running in space. And he's going to catch that ball. And who knows what he does with it. Maybe he only catches it for a 15-yard game. Maybe it makes it a 30-yard game. But maybe that's the play. Incidental contact. Both guys end up going down. Boom. Field sees it. He's going to throw it. And all of a sudden, he sees him go, going to the ground. He wants to hold on to it because he wants to make a play on it. But, like, those things happen to you, and you got to find a way to overcome. If that play continues on, that thing might have been a thing of magic. That might have propelled them to go ahead and win that game 33-31. And I'm telling you, that gives your quarterback then an opportunity to feel good about himself. Okay? Because what did he do? He moved the team with his arm. Late in the game, crunch time, to win a game. Okay? That's the development that needs to happen. That's the development we're waiting for here with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, I'd like to That's see one of those game-winning drives. Right. That'd be nice. You're That's right. what you're looking for. That's what you want. You want to learn how to win in the fourth quarter, not learn how to lose. Right now, this team, along with the All Vegas right. Raiders, wow. okay? along with the Houston Texans, they're learning how to lose late in games. And I know the talent is not there, and 26 of the guys on this team will not be here next year. 26 guys on this team will not be here next year. I know that already. But not every guy is going to be better than the guys that you have on that team right now. You're going to have a lot of parallels also. You'll probably get about 10 guys that are absolutely better and some guys in free agency, maybe two or three. So you'll have 13 guys that are better, but others will be the same or less because you have to have inexpensive guys on the team to be able to pay everybody else. Uh, You might not have to like it, but you can't tell me that picking sixth over picking versus picking 18th. I worry about April and April, Carm. I'll say the name's Tony Mandrich. You want me to say I'll give you a bunch of names. I'll, I'll give you a thousand names. <laughs> like Audrey Bruce. Uh, uh, Brian Bosworth. I will give you a thousand. He was picked in a supplemental draft, not That's in the true. regular draft. That's a good point. And then they had this. So, yeah. Uh, Andy Katzenmoyer. To know. Tom Cousineau. <laughs> okay? I'll give you names. Uh, I'll give you a bunch. first-round picks that, that, that end up failing. I'll, I'll give you those names. Curtis Enos. Curtis P. Enos. Yes, Curtis Don't P. Me the, Enos. His middle name was Paul. I, I'll give you a bunch. I, true, but I'd still rather yeah. have, I think, that top 10 pick. I'd rather have the, the damn victory yesterday, and I'd rather have my quarterback take me down. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, I wish we didn't have the incidental contact in that, and I want them to feel good about themselves, and I want them to build. His confidence is coming from the fact that he can run the ball. Yeah, I want him to have some confidence throwing Dare the ball. Dare I say that might be a little bit of a false confidence for a quarterback. Yes. That's all I'm I trying agree to with tell you. you. It's great that he can do it. I agree. It's great that that's part of the weaponry. It's great that it affects the defenses that it's, he's going to play, and then maybe that's going to make life for him throwing a lot easier. Okay, I'll give you a given for all that. Okay, 
But I'd like to see improvement where the important aspect of the game and the important aspect of the game for a quarterback is the ability to throw the ball. And I dare agree. I say, Carmen, the 51st second of this segment, dare I say, when I hear the foolishness of individuals, the talking heads, the pundits that happen to be on television, and this very radio station don't preceding name us. Don't give I'm not doing yeah, it. Don't name preceding him us. Yes. Okay? Yes. When they tell me that he's an MVP candidate. It's beyond stupid. I mean, it might be the dumbest thing I've ever heard in the history of mankind. They won't, they'll remain nameless. But when you hear that, put it down as put the dunce cap on because you are becoming more stupid the more you would listen to that. At what point do you stop, like, selling out just because your bosses are asking you to say something outrageous? Like, when do you stop selling out? When your your credibility goes to hell. But but I don't think that, but I guess that's what I'm saying. Like, in their oh. minds, like, in this guy's mind, does it not matter if he has an ounce of credibility? Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he thinks he's world, going to maybe work. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe he believes at the end of the year he's going to work for Jeff Saturday. I don't no, know. That could be. I don't know. Maybe uh, no, Maybe you can see the uh, sands there, running through the hourglass. There is no... R- right-minded individual that watches any amount of football that could think, that could honestly, yeah. that could really feel that Justin Fields is an MVP candidate. The you, MVP you, 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 candidate. It's beyond belief. In stupid. this league, where's number 15 in Kansas City, <laughs> I mean, it's, and does what he does at the quarterback position with his arm. That's his weapon. It's, just a, it's what a quarterback's primary weapon is, Period. I just wonder, like, at what point, even though they want you to constantly have these hot takes, like, do you stand up and just be like, listen, I can't say that because I don't believe it. Like, when do you, why do you just keep saying things that you don't believe? Why? I don't understand it. I'll never. Do you think someone's telling him to do that? Or is that just what he does? I think someone's telling them to do it, Chris. I don't know. I don't know. Chris, the guy played in the league. He can't Carmen, be. He used to come on Cap Show every week, say one thing, and then in the afternoon on NFL Live, say the exact opposite. Mm. But. I, I, I guess that's kind of my point. Like, he just doesn't care. He's a tower. It, it's, it's, yeah, it just it doesn't matter. And like yeah, when, One side of the game I, in the morning, one side of the game in the afternoon. I think he's smart enough to know because he watches football and he played football, but he doesn't care if he's got any – he doesn't care if he has an ounce of credibility or not because it doesn't matter. And he's got the big paycheck and he's on TV. So maybe, it, maybe we're the fools, but I, I just can never get to a point where I could say something so foolish. Ah. Uh, <laughs> That Justin Fields is in the MVP conversation. I, I don't know. I say plenty of foolish things, I guess, anyway. But, I mean, to not uh, – he doesn't believe it. That's my point. I can't say something that I don't believe. Like, I might say some foolish things, and I'm just wrong. But there's no way he can believe that or anybody else that watches football can believe it. He just doesn't care. And I guess that's my point. Like, we try to say things that we believe. Yurko's pretty fired up that they lost because he believes it. Now, when they're picking fifth or sixth in the spring, you might say, okay, that's nice. I feel but, better. Listen, but, I feel but, better in April. I don't feel you know, good now. Today, you're making the point that, hey, it could be good for Justin Fields and his team to win a game like that yesterday. Yes. And don't think so much about picking sixth in April. You're going to pick where you pick. You're going to have a chance to make a mistake or do something great for your football team. All right, we got to take a quick break. Yeah. Let's uh, rip off some phone calls when we come back. Bears Monday, we're always here to take your calls. We want to hear what you have to say, what you think about yesterday's game. 
It, it's, it's not all that fun when they lose to the Lions. I won't lie to you. <laughs> I don't mind the, the added, you know, the bonus of a higher pick uh, when come the spring. But it's not fun to blow a two-touchdown lead at home against the Lions. Teams don't lose at home to the Lions. And they certainly don't lose at home to the Lions when they're up two scores in the final 15 minutes. So that kind of stunk. 312-332-3776. We will take your Bears calls coming up. It's Bears Monday. We'll be right back. Listening to Carmen and Yurko on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Out to the phones here in a second. Real quick, here was Justin Fields yesterday talking about that pick six here. I like what he said. If it's true, that'd be awesome. But uh, this is what Justin Fields said after the game. It's a dumb play. Um, you know, screen the DN sniffed it out pretty good. So uh, that I can assure you that will never happen again in my in the rest for the rest of my career. Um, you know, just screen DN sniffed it out. Tried to move him a little bit and tried to float it over to Cole and overthrew it. But just got to dirt it uh, and and play the next play. I like it. Learn from your mistakes. Now I don't know if it'll never happen again. You know, sometimes you're going to make a bad look. Josh Allen's making bad decisions, and he's we. I think we all believe a pretty great quarterback. Yeah. He's making horrid decisions right now down in the red zone, and it's killing Buffalo the last couple of weeks. Um, but I like Justin knowing I, I screwed up. Here's what I did wrong, and that won't happen again. Like Yurko said, that's got to be at the feet of the receiver, or that's got to be 15 rows into the stadium. In his final, in his final game, Marino threw six interceptions against the Jacksonville Jaguars in the playoff game that the Miami Dolphins and I believe Jimmy Johnson got destroyed. I in. remember that. And if it wasn't Jimmy, then it was whoever uh, took Wani. over right after him. Yeah, it could have been Wani. or wasn't Saban even a coach like there was, for a little bit. I'm trying to remember no, I feel the like whole, it was Jimmy Johnson. The lineage. I think yeah. it was Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Six interceptions, but before that, in the prime of his career. The one thing Marino would do, if it wasn't there, he was more than happy to junk the ball. If somebody was breathing on his backside, he'd just throw the ball at the feet of his receiver and not care because he was always willing to live the fight another day. Throwing an interception, an interception has such a harmful impact on your team. Yes, it does. The vibe of your team, everything. And, yeah, that's great to hear. As I was watching it, I'm like, throw it in a stance. Yep. Throw it in the stands. And then he tried to float it. I go, it's the worst. Not in the NFL. Not in the NFL. I mean, you probably can't even do it in college football or high school football. But point is, you can't float a football. No. Okay, in a situation where everybody's there, the traffic that was there, everybody was there. It's gonna bad things gonna happen. And bad things did happen to the Bears. They still it was twenty four twenty four. Yep. And Justin Fields still made the great play yep. on a designed RPO type action where he broke into the uh, second level and was gone. I mean, so he did come back and he did put his team in front, but invariably with this Chicago Bears team with the defense lacking, you know, sometimes it's not going to be enough. Jake's in St. Charles on ESPN 1000 on a Bears Monday with Carmen and York. What's up, Jake? Hey, guys, how's it going? Great. We're doing good. Good, good. You know, something I wanted to touch on about Justin Fields yesterday, uh, you know, the Lions, they made adjustments to keep him in front. Uh, they, you know, they weren't rushing the ends upfield. They were keeping him in front of him. And it, it's just a little concerning because it's like, all right, he's got more time in the pocket to throw now. Let's let's start moving this ball down the air. And it, he just didn't really see it. And, I, I, you know, we don't really see the back action of what, what's going on with the receivers and corners but it kind of goes back to what we were originally fearing with justin to begin with it's like if his first read isn't there he doesn't necessarily scan the field well uh, doesn't scan the field well and but he's getting better jake Jake, he's getting better at it thanks jake jake he's getting better at it and that's all we asked this whole year right are you getting better at it 
He's getting better at it. The problems aren't as bad as they were early on, right. which is good. He's getting better at it, but he's still, he's got, still a, got a ways to go. Still got to fire the cannons, you know? Yes. The cannons still have to be fired sometimes when you see it. I think there's still a hesitancy on his part to, like, trust exactly what he's seeing or to know that in the NFL and you got to throw the ball into tight windows. Big picture item. Okay, big picture item. Um, everybody's worried about April. Okay, so we're, I'm doing a big <laughs> picture item also. I think he's doing a lot more learning this year than he did last year. I think 100%. Okay? I think Getsy's better for him. Yes. Right? Yeah. A lot more learning yeah. this year. Yeah. If he learned last year, it was just by chance. Yes. Just by, like sleeping on a book and hoping the osmosis, osmosis. all the stuff's going to come into your brain. That's kind of the way he had to learn last year. This year, there's some actual teaching and then some actual learning wow. going on, which is a positive. Big picture. Now I'm back down. To the macro, the micro. Either way, I'm here Watch, now. Whichever. Yeah. Michael's on the south side. Which, uh, what's up, Michael? Yeah, uh, a point. I will make a point and ask a question. Now, the, my point is this. It, the defense is, uh, is destroying them. I, and on that last drive, and, and Jalen Johnson was involved in two big plays that game. The, the, uh, the yeah, they, uh, hands to the face. Yeah, right. That one was that was uh, that was a phantom call right there. That cost them. That's fourteen point swing there. Phantom. Basically, that's a fourteen point swing. If they go, they won't go get that touchdown. I know next you know next play they get the touchdown. So and another thing is he got beat on that ninety that forty some yard drive on that. That's why I was saying uh, there's no. I was I had zero confidence that they was going to uh, stop him on that ninety some yard drive because the defense uh, that hard. Now my point is this. That's my point. The officiating two weeks in a row. When is this going to stop? When Never. Is it gonna stop? I mean, literally, yeah. is the NFL the worst of all? Are the all the major sports as far as officiating? It's all bad, Michael. They, they, yeah, they do put a lot of subjective calls in there. Where well, you're supposed to do this, but if and then only, you know, so many different caveats on when they can call, when they can't call. Um, by the way, the Jalen Johnson phantom call. I don't believe it was a phantom call. He was hands to the face. Yeah, I mean, maybe ticky the, the neck, but it was... doesn't make a difference. The neck is too, and when the guy goes down with an injury, guess what? Guess what? That's getting that's imperative. That's getting called. That's the way it is. Yeah. Who's who's teaching sloppy technique like that? Is he doing that himself, or is somebody teaching him to do that? The other thing I'd say about the the long reception to the tight end. I mean, uh, I know we don't have to make excuses for these guys and it, you know but uh, something's obviously not right with Jalen Johnson. I mean he was on the injury report last week. He missed a few snaps. Uh, uh Kendall Vildor was already down. You can't tell me that Jalen Johnson can't run with a tight end. I thought it was a linebacker in coverage at first and I'm like wait a minute. Jalen Johnson can't run with a tight end. Something's wrong. Do you think it was 53 and not 33? Yes. That I thought it was Nick Morrow. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what I thought. And then on the replay I'm like well wait Nick Morrow's blitzing. Who was that? And I'm like Jalen Johnson can't run with a tight end in but, coverage. And that, there, that, and, that's and there's your that's thing. a problem. That, that was a long drive anyway, 91 yards, 91 right? yards. How many eight plays? plays, 91 eight, yards. Eight plays. So when I tell you they'd rather die of a 1,000 cuts, that 45-yarder in the middle of that, you know, your coordinator's going, dang, yes. I shouldn't have blitzed. Dang it, I shouldn't have blitzed. Why'd I blitz? Why'd I blitz? Single you know, high. He's trying to find a way to make something happen because he knows if he doesn't make it happen, They've already put big drives against you together. You know how many possessions there were in the first half? Five. Yeah, There's had three. The, the other dude, team the had game, two. The game was in the fourth quarter at 2 o'clock. 219. It was halfway <laughs> over the fourth <laughs> quarter. I go, And then all of a sudden, everybody started cor- uh, scoring. I know. And there they were. That whole fourth quarter for 40 minutes was nothing but commercials. I know. It was commercials, commercials, commercials. Well, they got to get their inventory in. Yeah. And then they, they, they did go nuts, obviously, with four touchdowns between the two teams in the fourth that quarter. Uh, let's go to James and Gurney on ESPN 1000. What's up, James? 
Oh, fellas. So, um, you're, yeah, I don't know where to begin. I mean, I know what we're looking at. I understand it's not talent, but still, geez, man, I was just getting frustrated with just watching it. I mean, I'm like, you I want him to win. Obviously, you're looking yeah. into the future, but just having to say, like, it was who knows if this guy's going to look at to 10. Come on. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Twenty-four to ten. Then you make a bad decision. Then you throw an interception. Then they go into prevent mode. They ran the ball on first. The offensive line was struggling without Tevin Jenkins. The, you have you can't blame the coordinator. You had to put some pressure on him. But everybody's so sold the polls. But uh, number six, not, man, come on. I don't, hold on a second. Six is I don't know. I've I never don't. seen in my life. I've never seen a first round draft trailing to get him out of the inside. Put him back back to the outside where he belongs. This kid trails 98.6% of the plays. 33 is getting its butt kicked out there. We, I know we don't have pressure. I understand you can't. It's just, I don't know. I, I got to take a deep breath because I got to realize what we're doing here. But who goes to say for sure that these guys are going to make the right, right choices? You already took the, the, the third round guy, pick. Listen, James, the one guy that's right. allowed to think big picture is your general manager. That's what he's doing. Right. The one guy that's allowed to it. think big picture is your general manager. Now, Eberflus is probably not thinking big picture. He'd prefer to find a way to win these games because this goes against his record. Of course. But Eberflus also has probably got an eye on, listen, I got this year under my books to install my system and my philosophies. Next year, when we spend some of that money and we make those draft choices that we've compiled, the onus is going to be upon me to turn this thing into a winning thing. Take a deep breath, James. We knew they weren't yeah. going to be very good this year. Just yeah. remember. Yeah. All right. <laughs> take, yeah. But it's take, but the take frustrating part. Carm, they're close. I know. But Listen, Carm, close. Everybody's close in this league. Rebuilds aren't easy. They're not pretty. Carm, they're so close. All right. They're they're not the Chiefs. They're not anything close to a team that is well, realistically going to compete this year. They are not they're the not. Chiefs. They're not. No truer words have All ever right. been spoken. They're uh, not the I, I, Chiefs. Everybody's close in this league, for crying out loud. And they're, we knew they're not a contending, competing team right now. They are rebuilding. Rebuilds are hard. They're not pretty. There's no quick fix. Yeah. And so Good. this that is what it looks like. That fourth quarter wasn't pretty. You're right. That fourth quarter wasn't pretty. That fourth quarter wasn't pretty. It was bad. All right, more of your Bears calls. You react however you like. We're here for you. We'll try to calm you down if we have to a little bit. There's still some good things coming out of these games, and there's some bad things. But again, that's what it looks like when you got a a bad football team. Let's remember their win total was six or six and a half for a reason, folks. They're not expected to be a very good football team. They got a long way to go. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Ring us up, talk Bears. We'll talk about our players of the weekend a little bit later on. We'll take your Bears calls on a Bears Monday on ESPN 1000. Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. We got another Whiskey U uh, this week. Free event. Come join us for the, I believe, now 14th installment now, Yurko, of Whiskey University. We do one a month. And we'll be drinking Calumet Farm, including some of the 16-year, which is out, and the new 10-year release. Ooh, right. Oh, yeah. Mm, some of that 16-year Kentucky straight. Oh, baby. Something special. You don't want to miss it. We're going to be downtown Plainfield. People have asked, you guys don't come far enough west. Well, now we're bringing whiskey you out west. We're heading out west. Downtown Plainfield at a place I've heard is fantastic. Hey. It's called Sovereign, and I've heard it's great. Sovereign. Yes. Uh, so yeah. we right are going, there along the river. It is. It's right on the river. Downtown Plainfield. Going to be there 630 to 830 this Wednesday night for another whiskey you with Calumet Farm. Please drink responsibly. Come by and see us. We'll eat. We'll drink. And it's all free. That is the best part. We're going to learn about whiskey. 
Let's get back out to the phones as we talk Bears. 312-332-3776. Everybody in the North wins yesterday except the Bears. Of course, they lost to a division opponent. The Packers rallied from a two-touchdown deficit to win. The Vikings rallied from a 10-point fourth-quarter deficit on the road to win. The wildness that is the NFL, Yurko. Alex is on the south side. What's going on, Alex? What's up, guys? You guys are you guys are the two best two Utes on lunchtime hours. I got to see that. I appreciate you, it, Utes. <laughs> um, uh, to Yurko's comment about uh, the confidence for Justin, uh, yes, he is very confident in his feet, but you do see him trying to be a better passer. You yep. do see him uh, st- trying to stay in the pocket to try to find. Uh, the open receiver. My question to Yurko is is about his confidence. These next few games, I don't, I don't see them winning the games. So how do you keep yeah. his confidence up and in letting him know that his progress is getting a lot better? And better? So the, though they're not Thanks, winning, Alex. though they're not winning games. Okay, if you take a look at what he's been able to do, two, three, two. He's thrown for seven touchdowns over the course of the last three games, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So they're getting into the red zone. When they do get there, they're finding a way to get in the end zone and score seven points. Very efficient. Yeah. Scored thirty points once again. Have they not? They did. They did score thirty points. They're usually thirty a game over the last four. Usually that's enough to win a football game. Yeah. So when the team's losing, you've got to go back to your individual play and you ask yourself, how did I individually play and what what looks good and what doesn't look good. I promise you, Lou Getzi is sitting him down along with a quarterback coach. They're taking a look. This was great. 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 This is great. This is all great. We know the interception was a bad play. You know it. I know it. You've already promised not to do it. Let's not even take a look at that one. That one should have been chucked up 15 rows in its dance. But here's the four throws that we could have had in this game. Okay? And this is what I want you to look at, and this is what I want you to see. And they'll probably do a little pre-snap. Take a look. Mm-hmm. Okay, we might be able to anticipate this when we see it again when we play Detroit. When we see this look. We're going to see this look. You see this guy cheating. All right, that gives us an idea of what they might want to do. If that's what they want to do, here was your throw. And you didn't make it. You didn't consider it. You didn't look at it. And, and that's the way you improve because they're going to play Detroit again and they might see some of the yeah. same stuff. So that's what you do. You break it down for them individually. Okay, and we've seen improvement from that first game to that second game where he would not pull the trigger. Oh, where there were barely fifteen to sixteen, seventeen throws in a game. Yeah, okay, he's much better now, yeah. two and a half months later than there was at the beginning of the season. It's still not perfect no. by any stretch. No, folks. and there's a long way. The journey it's... of a thousand miles begins with one step. At some point, this passing offense, uh, and this isn't just on Justin. I mean, a lot of it is because he's the guy. He's he's playing the the. Most important position in yes. sports. He's playing the sexiest position. Like it's, yes. you know, a lot of it is, but this passing offense in general has such a long way to go. Uh, you know, you, when you start asking questions like, well, geez, how do you blow a two touchdown lead to the Lions? A pick six doesn't help. You know what else doesn't help in the second half? I'm sorry, in the fourth quarter? Completing two balls for 13 yards yeah. when you're in a tight game. Well, you, and you, they're going to stack. I, they're going to stack you. Yeah. They're going to come in and say, now, now we've come to a point. Where we can't allow you to beat us with the feet, you got to do it with your arm. That's you, it. You can't. That's yes. where we're at now. This is where we're at. You can't play the final fifteen minutes, complete two balls for thirteen yards, and think it's going to be easy. And that—that's where this passing offense has to get better. Yep. Uh, Valus Jones can't get on the football field. That's a—that's a terrible sign. He's a third-round pick. That pick was suspect to a lot of us when it happened. Can't trust him. It continues to be suspect well, now. First of all, you thought it was suspect. Then your suspicions were proven correct when all of a sudden he couldn't feel the damn punt. 
and gave away two football games. He can't get on the field. That's why, though. Your suspicions. You were suspicious. Yes. But then they were like, aha, they were realized when he couldn't do anything. And then he dropped the ball, too, or did he fumble a ball? No, he dropped the ball. Yeah. You dropped the ball that hit him in the hand. Well, there you go. So now you're like, hey, if you can't trust a guy, you can't put him on the field. And Eberflus can't trust him. He can't get on the can't field. Can't trust I, him. He's their third round pick, and he can't get on the field. This is a, a a wide receiver room that is largely bereft of talent. Nikhil Harry is a healthy scratch because Byron Pringle is back. Are you kidding? What they invested in Pringle? The two targets that By- Byron Pringle had yesterday. I mean. So when I say it's got a long way to go, it's got a long way to go. That they're looking at, can they get Valus on the field? McKeel Harry, can they find anything? Byron Pringle, Equimenius St. Brown, who I've seen enough jet sweeps with Equinemius, I think. Let's use uh, Chase, uh, Chase Claypool in those. I don't know. I mean, there's just so... There is such a long way to go before they are any sort of dynamic on offense, which is really going to elevate them into that next level. Do you feel better about your tight end? Yes, which is good. So he answered a question for you. Do you? I Well, I'm telling you I do, especially in the red zone. Yes. I, I need to see a little, a little bit of more everywhere else. Yes, I'd like to see that. I'd like to see him be less sticky. Me too. Yeah. I would agree with you. I love what they're doing with him in the red zone. Yeah. I also would love to see like a game where he is just beating guys. Right. Just beating them. Find the soft spots and zones. Yeah. Kind of with a natural feel of how to find the open point. Dude, Travis Kelsey. I mean, I don't know. I, it's silly to like it's make hard. that leap. Yeah. It is. It's silly. But you, like, I, you know, if you were watching the Chiefs game yesterday and you just, you watch those two and you're like, come on, man. It's not even, that ain't fair. And so we shouldn't say, well, that's what he has to get to because Travis Kelsey's an outlier. But right. it would be nice. I agree with you, Eric. I love Here's, that they're scheming him open a little bit and they're using him in the red zone and he's been sure-handed, but he's still very sticky. Here's the other silly thing I hear. If you're going to redraft that draft where the five quarterbacks went in the first 15 picks, Justin Fields would be your number one pick. I think I would still take Trevor Lawrence. I, I, I think you would absolutely take Trevor Lawrence. And I think the numbers, every single statistical number that you that you rank quarterbacks at. Okay? Yes. I'm talking about quarterback rankings. Right. Okay? He's not running back. Throwing the, not running back rankings. Quarterback rankings. Okay? I, I saw Justin Fields number two on one of the lists. You know what list it was? For running backs. Running backs. Who rushed what this week? That's a, With the running backs, the quarterback was listed, right? Yeah. Okay, that's great. But as far as it comes to how you measure a quarterback, okay, Trevor Lawrence's numbers are out there. And I'm talking about productivity per play, that little EPA doohickey that you had, not the Environmental Protection Agency, no, but with the fancy number that they've got with the, yeah. with the statisticians nowadays. Yeah. He's up there, and Jacksonville's up there in the top three. Yes, and, uh, yeah. and a lot of that is some scheme because they've got a good coach and a sure, good play caller. Sure. But, yeah, absolutely. I think it would go Lawrence Fields, without a doubt. And, and the I rest would, are clear. I wouldn't yeah. argue that. You yeah. really can't judge Trey Lance. Oh, that's true. That's and, fair. And, and Mac Jones. Well, I mean, I'm just being honest with yes, you. But, yeah, fair. but because you can't judge you him, would I, take, I would take him fifth. I would put him fifth because you can't trust him. 100%. It's right. without a doubt. It's so far and away Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields, it's not even close. Right. And then yeah. everybody else after that, you don't make a difference. But I think there's separation between Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Yes. I would agree. Let's go to James and Oswego. What's up, James? Hey, gentlemen. How are you doing this afternoon? Great. So, uh, you guys, my concern is, I think, Kerm, you mentioned it. You know, there's, we know we need a lot more talent in offense, but now we've traded away so much of our defensive talent that 
you know, we get a lead and we can't hold it. Oh, that's and fine. The- it's fine for this year. It's fine for this year. Trust me, in the off season, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be uh, what's so they're going to handle it. They're easy, gonna, easier to go fix your defense on the fly, right? Yeah. I think it is. I yes. think that's what you got to remember, James. It's going to be easy. They they might spend on a big pass rusher, or you know, I well, mean, spend like, only in free agency. I'm not trading any picks away. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah in free agency, yeah. if something becomes available and it has over the course of time, yeah. If something becomes available because the quarterback or the receiver is too expensive and they've got to make a sacrifice and they've got two say guys that can get to the quarterback. One of those guys becomes available, and then he's got to be, become a priority for you. Yeah. I think you, they'll, right. they'll, they'll fix that quicker yeah. on the fly, I think, James. Yeah, but it's bad. Yeah, we traded away a lot. Yes, we did. And we're getting young, inexpensive talent in here. Remember that. That's the difference. Yeah, of course. Young, inexpensive course. Is, a, is a kind of a way to go for a while. The problem is everybody wants to get paid at a certain time. I know. Everybody's going to want to get paid. Wouldn't it be nice if the Bears were in a position to move out of like a top five pick and get a couple of picks in the top 20? Like for a change, the Bears That'd be good. reap the benefits and the rewards of that? Now, the problem is you're going to have to find the teams behind them that need a quarterback. And like as of now, the teams that you know will be looking for a quarterback are already ahead, mm. so it gets a little tricky. Look at, well, look at look Daniel at Jones in New York. Even though they're doing it, they're doing it with more well, Saquon than Daniel Jones. I mean, are the Lions going to go with... I, you don't want to uh, maybe no, not trade you your division, but the Lions moved all the way back to like 12 or 13? Ele- 11. Or 11, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you're not... You know, and there's like there's a few, there's a the few Colts options. won this weekend too, so they improved. Or they went down. They further. were way They're 16. Yeah, so I mean, there's yeah. going to be teams that. And guess want what? They're a, looking for a quarterback. Yeah, if yeah. I had, if I could bet, like if I could set the odds, like I think it's like minus two fifty, minus three hundred that pulls trades back in the first round. Mm. Depends on whether we can discuss some of that coming up. We'll take more of your calls, but we can look at the current draft order as we sit here now. Never too early to start looking at the April draft order, <laughs> just to talk about it for fun. We'll take your Bears calls, thoughts from yesterday, 312-332-ESPN. We'll be right back. Carmen and Yurko. Follow at Carmen DeFalco and at Yurko64 on Twitter. On ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. <laughs> Bears fall to three and seven. Draft order looks like this right now. You're Houston, Vegas, Carolina, New Orleans, which is sending its pick to the Eagles. Wow. How about that? Jayville, then the Bears at six. You realize Denver right now is sending the seventh pick to Seattle? Seattle's got to be feeling great about oh, that trade. They've got to be jumping for joy. Got to be feeling great. Yeah. I don't know that they're going to be like totally convinced or. Like married to Gino long term though, as good as Gino's been, he really struggled in the first half yesterday. He was good in the fourth quarter. He made that an exciting game. You know, he made a couple of great throws, staring down pressure. They brought pressure. They brought the blitz. I mean, and he made two just like, hey, I know I'm going to get clobbered right now, but it's third down and we got to move the chains. He made two dime throws, like as receivers were coming out of their break, just like in the face of pressure. He's really played pretty well, boy. Speaking of that game, were you watching the the, the Bucks in Germany? Uh, in the morning, yes. Very cool scene. The field was worse than anything I've ever seen. Ever. Well, only ever. Yeah, well, worse as far as what? I've Just never seen an NFL slipping, game played on conditions like that. The slipping that, that was yes. involved. Well, I mean, the grass was, aesthetically it looked beautiful. It, it looked great, but the problem with the, there is that, the the cleats that they were wearing. Their footing underneath their grass, their 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 uh, the the earth that's under there is very compact and very hard. So whatever they were using to try to get grip on that field was a failure. 
It looked awful. Yeah, whatever they were using was a failure. It looked chewed up to me when you saw the close-ups. Well, I think at the end of the day, it was definitely chewed up. I don't know. Yeah, I would um, tell you that, but playing soccer on it is not that much stress. The stress that a soccer uh, team puts on it isn't sense. as hard as what the NFL does to it. I could see that, especially on the lines. Two and different else. surfaces at Tottenham Stadium. Two different surfaces. They've so they got an NFL stadium they can roll in, wow. and then they got their soccer surface. That's pretty cool. Two different surfaces. That is amazing. They really, they literally roll in for one. the for the plan of eventually getting an NFL team that over. That's pretty there. amazing. All right, touche. It looked awful. The, yeah. the vibe in that place was cool, though. Though yeah. I mean, you know, singing John Denver at the end of the game and all that. I mean, it seemed like a really cool vibe. Byron Leftwich is so unbelievably awful at calling plays. It's stunning to me. It's amazing how you go from being a genius to <laughs> from the from the penthouse to the outhouse in two short years, right? He, he is so bad. Well, I think it was... I, I don't think he was... I mean, I, I think Arians was the genius behind all that, to be quite honest. And I'm wondering if Tom Brady is not, like, regretting a little, just, like, sucking it up and dealing with Bruce Arians, which I'm sure is not easy. I, that's been the M.O. around Bruce Arians for a long time. But I gotta. So I, what happens when you listen to players? I gotta hey. wonder if he's just not a little bit like, man, I should have just sucked it up and dealt with Arians for one more year. Mike, Byron left, which well, is what did Mike Tomlin say about players wanting to, to, to complain and moan and want a little bit of rock me or whatever kind of music at uh, at practice? What did he say? He said, "I will handle practice, and he will." Yeah, there's uh, separation go out of power. <laughs> separation of right. And somebody should have told Tom Terrific that that listen. There's a separation of powers here. You throw the football, I'll do the stuff here with the coaching staff, You're okay? Right. And we'll find a way to exist. You are right, Eric. Uh, somebody should have gotten it, uh, got, gotten it into his head. The major now, D doesn't th- come into the kitchen and start messing with the beef wellington, okay? Now, they're in a good spot because they're in the worst division in football. So they're in a good spot yeah. at 5-5, five and five, but that doesn't look like a dangerous team. The play calling is abysmal. All he does is call early down runs. Do you, do you know which team in the NFL has faced more third-down situations than any other in the NFL through 10 weeks? It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're constantly in third down. They're constantly in third and long. Brady bailed them out yesterday by going 6 of 9 on third down with a touchdown. He is Byron Leftwich is awful. What, what about the Leonard Fournette to Tom Brady pass? And then that is where else I was getting to. They finally are moving the ball down the field, and they look good on offense. And he calls a play in which the running back is running to the far hash to stop and throw the football back across the field. And he split out wide. 30 yards, and Tom Brady was split he out wide. He split out wide, fooling nobody with his 5-3 speed. You, Did you I think mean, the corner, you, even if the corner fell asleep, the corner was going to have enough time to stay up with the you Tom Brady. You've got to be kidding me. Uh, I mean, it's I, I can't believe it because I actually thought, okay, I could get behind Leftwich. Like, if you had sold me last hiring cycle on Byron Leftwich, I probably would have been like, yeah, okay, I, you know, he's down there with Arians and Tam. Until you see them call the plays, this is why we should always like tread lightly. It's probably why we got burned so badly by Matt Nagy. Because he'd only really called plays for like five games. Some guys just can't do it. Like Yurko always said. So that doesn't mean he doesn't know football. He just doesn't know how to call plays. And it is abysmal in Tampa with what they do with that offense. And if it weren't for Brady bailing them out so many times, especially on all these third downs, uh, they, they might not even be 5-5. Five and five. That division, my God. How many divisions have a winning record in the NFL? 
How many divisions have a winning record at How the top divisions? of the NFL? How many divisions, like their combined record, have a, you oh, know, the division? Well, the AFC East and the NFC East are the best by far. And, it's not and, even remotely close. You can stop there. Yeah, You're that's 100%. It. Yeah. That's it. Because it's so out of whack. It's so out of to whack. How many it's games those funny. two teams, you know, those two divisions have won? Everybody else is, yeah, they might have one team that's above 500, right. but the rest of them and the others, some don't even have anybody that's at 500. The NFC East still has games to play tonight. That's the matchup for Monday Night Football. But the NFC East going into tonight, Yurko, 25-10 and 10 with a 7-14 winning percentage. That's the best in the NFL. The AFC East is a combined 24-13. and 13. Not a single team is below 500. A combined winning percentage of 6-49. After that, the NFC West and the NFC North are both 18-20. and 20. The AFC West is 17 and 19. The AFC South is 14, 22 and 1. And the NFC South, in which Brady and the Bucks reside on top at 500, are 15 and 25, Yurko. That is a 375 winning. How percentage. are your New Orleans Saints doing, by the way? Uh, I'm going to lose that bet to you. I, what do I owe you? A bottle oh, of bourbon? Oh, or oh, no, no, no. What do I owe you? Oh, $5,000. Get out of here. $5,000. It was a good day. <laughs> yeah. I am going to lose my bet on the Saints over. It might so have, I think it was just a sandwich bet. No, I think it was bourbon. I thought it was could a bottle. It could be a bottle of bourbon or it could be a sandwich bet. I'm going to lose that. Luckily, I'm going to hit all my Eagles bets right. and, and my Vikings. Vikings bet. My Vikings bet. Wow, I didn't, I didn't know I feel this good about the Vikings bet. Well, head coaches do matter. They do. Okay. They do. <laughs> they do matter. And when you lose Sean Payton, the way you end up losing Sean Payton like that. You're right. And, I mean, who took over for Dennis him? Dennis Allen. Yeah, Dennis Allen. Who was abysmal in right, Vegas. Right, Okay, fine, you get him. But Payton could handle the quarterback position and try to find a, a way to manipulate the quarter position. You're now asking Pete Carmichael Pete Car- Jr., mm-hmm. Pete, to kind of manipulate it when, you know, it came very natural to Sean, and then Pete was there to absorb and to learn. Now Pete's got to create. Sean could create. Pete's learning how to create. Mm. And the difference between, like, who ends up getting jobs and that, Sean could create as a quarterback coach. Sean could create as a coordinator. And then he got to being a head coach, and he was a creator there, too. He's just great. So you're looking for guys that can create at at positional coaches and at coordinator. You know, they got to be able to create. What happens in this? Well, we could do this. Not like I can look at my chart and see what I I should run, Mm. but... I could create something from a natural feel of what could be done against in this situation against the defense. All right, we'll get back out to uh, all your Bears calls. We've got a whole other hour to go. No guests on Mondays, just taking your calls on the Bears and the NFL. We'll cross-talk at one, uh, two, excuse me, with Waddle and Sylvie. Uh, they're up 2-6 to six today, Black and Abdallah. More on the Bears later tonight from 6-8, to 312-332-3776. We're back in two minutes.